Welcome to The Empathetic Man. My name is Sethi Hillier, and I'm joined with Namesh Gupta, and together we are going to help explore how you as a man can be more empathetic. Each week, we are going to dive into a topic that may relate to your relationship with your spouse, your kids, or just life in general. We are looking forward to your engagement and your feedback, so let us know through your comments what other questions we can tackle, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to The Empathetic Man. This is Sethi here with Namesh. And, you know, today we're still kind of going through this whole journey around the coronavirus and the impact the pandemic is having on the world. Um, But it does seem like there is change brewing. And, you know, for at least in the U.S., we're in a position now where certain states are starting to remove the shelter-in-place guidelines or at least... Uh, loosen up the 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 tight rope the tightness of it all and there's also other states who are not who are definitely still very much focused on shelter in place and trying to flatten or reduce the curve and um you know where namesh and i live we live in california where it's kind of been delayed 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 all the way up till may 31st but it got so contentious there were protests happening and and a lot of the beaches in LA where LA is also quite a hot spot in terms of its um, impact but it's also now starting to change even the governor in California to just say hey maybe we kind of create some relaxation on a tier of businesses etc so you know regardless of wherever you are in the world at some point I'm assuming pretty soon you're going to start to see that lift whether it's in May or maybe June and I even saw some survey that they did with a bunch of businesses and they said July 7th, like July 7th is the day that everyone's kind of looking at as the day when people will start to go back to the office. So maybe you're already able to kind of go into the office, but people are still not like I, I, you know, and I know some companies like Google and Facebook, I think are saying you can work from home till the rest of the year. But I thought today would be a really interesting time to talk about, you know, how, how are you going to like feel? And, and, you know, personally for you, Namesh, like, when are you thinking? And, and cause I know for me personally, I'm still like on the fence on like when I would be ready to go outside, outside of the things that I've had to do, like going to the grocery store, um, visiting friends, how I would visit friends. And I thought this would be just an interesting time to start to open up that dialogue. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great question. And I'm, it's going to be so interesting to, you know, in a few years, to look back at this and see how we responded and where the, you know, where the world is at that time. I think for me, it's the framework. I have kind of like a framework in which I look at this as where, you know, I'll, I'll get to um, kind of a date, if you will. But I think for me, what I'm trying to tackle right now is, is bridging the gap between fully understanding the consequences of our actions. And I think for me, where friction is caused is I'm generally a a person who's very principled in the sense where not necessarily my own principles, but I kind of believe in in justice, if you will. I think that's one reason I went to law school where I, when I see things that are not right or just, it really triggers this emotion in me. And I think that's why, like, you know, when I've experienced racism in the past, it's affected me so much. And as it relates to here, you know, I've, I had an incident in the past two weeks where, or in the past month where you know, my dad was in the ER, in the ICU, and I, I 
firsthand experienced how it felt to be a loved one, literally like sitting by the phone waiting for a doctor to update you on your loved one's condition. And that's what's happening with the coronavirus right now. There are so many folks who are in hospitals disoriented because they're on medication and they don't have someone in person to help understand the pros and cons of a ventilator or other, you know, other types of medicinal interventions. And that conversation is being had through phones. But on the other hand, you have a bunch of workers whose livelihoods have been affected and are not able to work and they want to go back to work. So I kind of see both sides. I think for me though, I, I feel like a lot of people don't see both sides. And it's not a prerequisite, but I think just in life in general, it's important to kind of understand all angles of a particular issue that you're faced with, just so you can put them on the table, whether it's a fight with your spouse, whether it's an argument with a colleague, whether it's, you know, what have you, as long as everything, all sides can kind of just be put on the table, then a dialogue and an assessment can then be, you know, better achieved, if you will. So I'll pause right there. I want to get your thoughts on that. And then after you respond um, and go into kind of what your date is, um, I'll chime in with mine. But does that all make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I think it's a good, like you said, I think it's a good framework or a platform to start from because, you know, I, and I've seen that. I, I've seen, uh, you know, it's so interesting. I mean, like sometimes you see these articles around like, just the latest and greatest, but more interesting to me sometimes is, is reading the comments because people just get so, um, you know, stuck on like one way or the other. And I think that's where you have to just kind of take a step back and be like, okay, well, there's a reason why that person is giving that opinion so strongly. And there's something that perhaps I just, I don't know, or I, I'm not, I can't relate. And so again, it, it's not who's right, who's wrong. I, th I really think you have to just remember like, People are in different situations. They're in different cities. They're in different states. They're in different countries. And people have, you know, very different, um, you know, outcomes of, of how this has happened. Like you got places, I think like Sweden, where they never even did any shelter in place. And they've been able to somehow keep things under control. And obviously places like here and Italy where that didn't work so well. So I, I do agree with you hundred percent. Like you got to try to weigh out all the different perspectives or at least kind of hear them out um, before you make a judgment. I think the other thing is it, to me where I'm struggling is so you get, you get all this information and a lot of that information also is not always factual, especially in the U S I feel like we're all, I think we're struggling with just the accuracy of the data that we're being told. And so I think that's, what's causing a lot of concerns Like you got these people saying like really did shelter in place help, you know, versus other people like, of course it did. So don't want to go into that. I think what I'd like to talk about for me personally is like, okay, you see all this information, you try to empathize with everyone's point of view, but at the end of the day, you got to make a decision, right? You got to move forward. And, and so for me, like I try to think about what do I want to do? And, you know, I can tell you right now, like I've only been really going out for very key things like getting groceries or, you know, supplies. Um, and for the most part, like my wife, Netta has pretty much stayed at home unless there was like, you know, a, a very specific thing she needed to do, like drop something off at her sister's house or whatnot. Um, and then the kids, 
pretty much all, all been at home. I mean, there's been a couple of like drive-by birthdays. We did one yesterday, but you know, that's, that's about it. And that, you know, obviously you, you, you get them in the car and then they're like, oh, I want to stay out. So it's not easy. So there's a big part of me that wants to start to loosen it, that up. And, and we've done some things like maybe go to uh, family members' homes, but hang out in their backyard. Like we haven't gone in the home. So now I'm trying to ask myself, like, you know, do we just keep doing that maybe for the next month? Like just go to people's houses and kind of go in the backyard. I'm definitely not in a position where I feel comfortable to go to a restaurant even if there's some restaurants that are open. I know some of them are doing takeout and, you know, I haven't made the commitment to do that yet, but I'm definitely becoming more open to maybe like, I don't know, getting a pizza and do like a take and bake or something like that. Um, I think I will probably feel more comfortable in June where I think, okay, we've done the, like, at least for California, they said kind of, we recommend till May 31st. To me, it's just a couple more weeks. So I'd rather just kind of go with it. But again, I know other people out there who are literally, kind of waiting to work and they don't have that ability to work from home. And so for them to want to go out, I can totally understand it. And I, I don't necessarily, you know, have a debate with them. I think where I was struggling and I kind of mentioned this before we jumped on was this whole like mask, right? Like everyone, at least in California is being told to wear a mask. And there's like these debates about like, well, it doesn't do anything. And so then you're in these situations as an individual where you're wearing a mask and someone next to you is not wearing a mask. And how do you how do you approach that, right? Like, do you tell the person, "Hey, put a mask on"? Can you know, what if you're not confrontational? Do you want it to turn into something that's, you know, could be physical? Like, how how do you? Because I think that happened in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think, had some real big issues with this, where it was getting physical, and there was a lot of altercations. And so the governor or the mayor said, "Hey, you know what? Uh, we'll just kind of people can do it at, at their own." So, you know, those are the things where I'm, I'm trying to still wrestle with because um, I don't know how to see every angle on that one. To me, it's just like, okay, if it's, if it's something you have to wear and it's kind of a short-term thing, like, you know, everyone do it. If you don't have access to it, you know, maybe I could understand. Like, I think maybe in certain situations, like if the government or the state's going to ask for requirements to do things like wear certain things, it'd be great if they just gave everyone so you don't have to worry about that. Um, and then in terms of work, you know, again, you and me, we're in a different situation. Everyone has been working virtually for some time. So this is no, no different. But, um, you know, as I mentioned, like everyone's kind of saying July 7th will be the day when people start going to the office. And I think that seems realistic. I think, I think people will probably feel more comfortable maybe after 4th of July. Keep in mind, like that's when the sun is, is going to be at its hottest, at least in our area. So I think any kind of chance of that virus living in that environment is going to be a lot less. Um, so I think that's kind of what I'm thinking, but, uh, I do, again, just going back to your initial point, especially with what you went through with your, your family and, 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 and the, the, the experience with your father, it, it does, you know, open up so many people's eyes, but at the same time, like, you know, I don't want to say you're a majority. I'm sure a lot of people also didn't experience that. So they don't have that lens that you have, but it's cool to be able to just, use that as a catalyst to think about other situations that you may not be exposed to so that you can just approach this in a more non-judgmental way. Yeah. And thanks. And, you know, I, I, I understand your kind of position and kind of your phased approach, if you will, in terms of like kind of slowly partaking in various activities or, or, or kind of, you know, stepping into different locations that kind of ease your way into it. Um, you know, in mind, it's, it's so one part is the whole empathy thing, right? 
it's like, can people really, can I control what people think? No way. I can only control what I think. And even though I may understand both sides of the coin, I can't expect someone else to. So that's one thing I just have to kind of, you know, understand and, and move forward with. I think the second part is it all comes down to probability in my opinion, right? Like there is an associated probability with the likelihood that you can get the coronavirus based on the types of activities you do, right? So for example, you going out for a walk versus you going out to an open field versus you going out to a playground versus you going out to a grocery store versus you going out to a restaurant, right? These are all different types of activities that require or have different levels of interaction with different people and or things. So as you, each of those types of activities or scenarios, if you will, carry with it a probability that you can get that particular virus. And then the second layer is, do you have someone that you care for that you don't want to get the particular virus, right? And a lot of folks that have elderly parents are in this, in this very predicament, right? Uh, the, one of the main reasons they don't want to you know, go out is not necessarily for themselves, although I feel like we've been recently starting to get even concerned with that given you know, how this affects people of all ages and how there may be some permanent effects. But people are kind of in this predicament because they're like, okay, well, if I continue to, to go on with my life, how will that affect my parents in terms of like, if I go see my parents or if I don't, where does that leave me? And to that, there's another layer of probability. So I think everyone has to understand what, you know, what their probability is that they could get this and or infect someone else and how comfortable they are taking that risk, right? It's like, you know, when you go skydiving, there's a chance that something can happen. And obviously skydiving almost seems relatively safer than going out in public these days. But to me, it's all about probability. And I, frankly, I haven't really netted out on where I, I kind of fall in, into this picture because I still go back to this kind of moral issue that I have where, you know, I, I like seeing my parents, you know, I know my parents are getting older and I don't, you know, is it fair to go out to one of my favorite restaurants or go to a soul cycle class, which is such a big part of my life and then go to my parents' house the following day. And I, right now, like I'm, I'm the type of guy where if like, I don't have an answer, sometimes I just, the best thing to do is not do anything at all. And I'm kind of in that boat, which in this scenario means that I just kind of won't go out and won't be free to, to, to go to that soul cycle class, if you will. Um, but that's how I'm thinking about it. Again, like assigning probability to the chance that I could get it, assigning probability to the chance that someone I love would be infected, and then what my level of comfort is um, on both those kind of vectors. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. And I think that's generally been my my formula too, you know, like I don't normally get unhealthy or sick. So I, I was never really too concerned about me. Um, but I was definitely concerned about me bringing it to my family, especially the, the kids. But then as you started to 
mentioned, you know, obviously people kind of were assuming that this was something for um, kind of the folks who are older, but then now you're just hearing about like all age groups being affected. I still generally think it seems to be affecting the, the older uh, groups the most, but that was the biggest thing. I remember when we started this whole thing, the, the, to me, like it was not about me not getting sick or even my wife or kids, but I didn't want us to spread it to somebody else. And what's really, I think kind of evolved is I feel like the grandparents are like kind of pushing back and saying like, Hey, like we just want to see the kids. You know, and, I, and I've heard stories where they're like, I, you know, grandparents will say things like, I don't care. Like, if, if I'm going to get sick, I, I'd rather get sick and see my kids, my grandkids, than like stay at home isolated and not get sick. So I don't know if people are, if all people are that extreme, but what I've still tried to do is when I, you know, we're, that's where I think we've started to loosen the, the, the reins, if you will. Like, I think come mid-April, we started to say, okay, well, we'll visit, we'll have them come over, but not in the house, but maybe stand outside, go for a walk around the block, hang out in the backyard where it's still open. It can be challenging though. Cause you know, like our, especially like my daughter, who's only three, she doesn't know. So she'll run up and give someone a hug. And you know, in that situation, I'm, I'm more worried about them getting something from my daughter because maybe I like gave something to her, but you know, we're, we're, we're just, we're being as transparent as possible and we're letting them know, like, this is our concerns and, they're letting us know like their, their concerns as well as like they're okay. They're them being okay with this. So I, I do still though think like, and I was talking to someone just this morning on a call with a customer and they were saying like, yeah, I'm not too worried about me getting it. But I think where we're kind of sharing this agreement was just, we don't want to give it to someone else. We don't want to be part of the spread. So that I think is, that's always going to be in my, the back of my mind. Again, I think just because summertime is coming around, I think things will gen generally get, more um i just think the seasonality of it will help um it's though it's so interesting though because this is also like a high um time for allergies and i don't normally get allergies but when it's like really hot and, and there's a lot of dry pollen out there it will trigger it and there's been times where i'll just be walking sneezing and i think people think that i might have something so who knows what's gonna happen <laughs> you know i might i may not scare you with corona but it's might scare you with your my allergies no. <laughs> I, I think i'm just gonna have to again like play it by ear there's not gonna be a hard and fast date but um i i mean that whole concern about me affecting another person especially a family member who's older or even a, just a community member who's older that's probably the biggest thing that I'm the most fearful of and, and as opposed to like my own illness. Cause I agree again, like if I go skydiving and I, and I, something happens like, which I, you know, I would love to do, but I, I don't anymore because I would, I wouldn't do it probably now because I, I don't want to leave my kids, you know, my wife alone. Cause I, you know, that's obviously not my intention. Whereas I'm not thinking about that so much with the coronavirus as I used to. I think now it's like, I just, I just don't want to hurt anybody around me. Um, so I'll still be, you know, I think everything that we do going forward as a family, we'll still be cautious. Like, I think we'll still like kind of keep our distance. Like we're not going to be hugging and touching like we used to. So it's going to be tough. Um, but like I said, I think in June timeframe, we'll start to probably open the doors a bit more in terms of like going out and hanging out. Um, but we'll, we'll have to kind of just, you know, I think the number one thing that I'd like to see, which is also going to help to understand is after May 31st, if after a couple of weeks, if, there, if we see a spike, 
Because if we see a spike come back, assuming the data is accurate, then that's going to then maybe determine how we approach the end of June, July. Um, if we don't, then I think that might make me feel more like, okay, let's July, let's, let's have people over, let's celebrate a birthday or whatnot. Cause you know, all of those things are, are, are kind of coming up in the, in the next few weeks or months for the family. And it's just something that we've been on the fence. Like, do we, you know, how do we want to approach it? So we'll just kind of see what the, uh, the data shows after this, um, shutdown opens on May 31st. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think a good way to lead this is like, think of an activity that you really enjoy that requires, you know, interaction with people outside of your home in kind of a semi-confined space and when you would consider doing that again. And I'll start. So I'll give you a few things to think about and you can kind of guess what my activity is, which is SoulCycle. And I was thinking about it and I caught up with um, a buddy of mine who's a SoulCycle instructor today and was telling me how it's going to be so much different when Soul starts again because bikes are going to be, um, you know, I think it's going to not only be every other bike, but like one bike or two bikes in between. Um, and on mine, frankly, like, I don't know if I don't see myself going back to a Soul Cycle studio. It's, you know, until there's like, a vaccine, which is the craziest thing to me because it's such a big part of my life. And, you know, like, and yes, you know, I, I, we, I am fortunate where, you know, I work for a company that, that helps like with a fitness reimbursement. And, you know, I am going to be able to get like, you know, a soul cycle bike, one of those kind of Peloton like bikes. But even if I wasn't, even if I didn't have that, I honestly don't know if I would, like, as of now, I don't see a date when I would go back to a studio, which is just the craziest thing to me. What about you? Yeah. No, I mean, like, I know um, that's something that's important to you. And I actually got some emails from, like, SoulCycle because, you know, I've used it in the past. And it's like, hey, here's all the things that we're doing. And I was looking at it. And yeah. in the back of my mind, I was like, I, I, I don't go anywhere near as often as you, but it's like, I still wouldn't feel comfortable, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable going to a movie theater. I wouldn't feel comfortable going to like a soul cycle. I would, our gym, like I work, you know, we have a gym. Um, it's like a normal kind of gym in the area and they've been shut down and they're sending emails saying, Hey, we're going to like loosen up the, um, the kind of the restrictions soon. And we're going to start opening the doors. And I've already told them like, I'm, I'm, you can, you can freeze my account. I, I maybe I'll, I'll revisit this later this year or, or the beginning of next because I still don't feel comfortable especially in a place where you're on equipment that's being touched by so many people. Yeah. Right? And it's just one of those things. It's like when you're driving, right? It's like, well, you know, I, I, I don't, it's not, it's not, I'm worried about me. <laughs> I'm worried about all the other people on the road and them doing something silly. Right. So that's why it's like, you kind of have to be so attentive. And that's the same thing with, I think a lot of these other things, you know, um, going to a park, you know, I think definitely like that's something that we've been talking about, you know, again, going to maybe, a friend's house, but just hanging out in their backyard or going to like, um, you know, just like a more open space. I think that's what I would probably start with because the indoor spaces to me just feel a little bit, um, just, I'm just unsure right now. So I, I totally about, see where um, you're from. Sorry, what about like Capoeira, for example, because I know that's super important to you. Do you see yourself doing, going back to like a Capoeira studio anytime soon? 
Dude, that's a great question. And that's something that we've all been talking about. Like there's a group of us who are constantly like trying to figure out when we're going to go back. And, you know, it's really interesting on a side. I've actually been like teaching my son like pretty much every day for like the last two months. Like we, that's kind of like his PE is, and like I'll do like anywhere from like 15 minutes to an hour, you know, depending on the day, just so that we can kind of like practice and he practices. And it's cool. Cause I feel like when he goes back, you know, he won't be as if like he took this like three month hiatus, but when, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's a small studio, you know, everyone's kind of like near each other. So I, 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 that one's a tough one for me because I would love to go back, but I'm not comfortable with, I think the situation, I don't know if I need to wait for a vaccine. Cause again, that could be like a year and a half or more or, or whatnot, but I, I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't had an answer to. I'll, I'll probably say for now, like, Definitely not in May. Maybe in June, I might think about it. Maybe if we do like outside, but, but it's, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I wish I had a better answer. That one I, I'm still stumped on. Yeah, I think that would be a good proxy to kind of where you stand on this. Cause you know, like what, cause I know how important that is to you. Um, you know, and, and I think it's super cool that you're kind of passing that down to your son. Um, but I think, you know, when it comes to, when it comes down to the things that are so important to you <clears throat> and like, you know, with Copware, you have a community as with I do in Seoul. And even with that, I don't have like, you know, a return date, which I think is, is telling. And I'd be curious to know what people like Elon Musk, for example, would feel about this. Like, are they like, oh, well, I don't mind going to Soul Cycle, or I don't mind going to Copware class, you know, like, because, uh, you know, I'm not sure if people have seen this, but like Elon Musk has been a, a huge proponent of kind of like getting back to, to work. Um, you know, he's pushing for folks to go back to the Tesla factory, et cetera. Um, so yeah, it's just something interesting to think about, but yeah. Yeah. It's a really good question. And I think, again, it's going to be case by case. I think everyone's going to have their own opinion for it. And I think that's okay. I think everyone kind of is entitled to make their own decision. I just hope that whatever decision people make that they can respect each other's. And again, like, you know, not be so critical because again, I can see, see people, they like, you know, maybe they went, they, I can see people who go back and then people seeing them as, Oh, they went back too soon. Or again, they're not wearing masks or they're not doing this. And again, I think that's when this whole return back to norm normalcy is going to be um, somewhat disrupted by just like this, this division and this chaos. So I think that's going to be also really telling is, is how people treat each other during this whole reintegration, if you will. Um, Cause yeah. yeah, I mean like the whole like zoom hangouts and all that kind of stuff is it can only last so long. I mean, there's going to have to be a point where we all come back to reality. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think it's to me personally, I feel I'll, I'll probably feel better about giving you a, a better answer come like June. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. No, this is good, man. Yeah, man. Cool. Well, again, I think everyone out there is, is kind of weathering this in their own way. Um, but we wanted to just kind of share how we're thinking about it when we think we'll go back, kind of our concerns. Hopefully this gives you some ideas or maybe some things to talk about with your you know, loved ones around, because obviously this is going to be a family decision. Cause as you mentioned earlier, like it affects a lot of people, especially in your close circle. So just wanted to share our ideas and, you know, as always, we always appreciate your feedback and we will talk to you guys next time. And that is a wrap. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of today's episode. We hope you enjoyed The Empathetic Man. 
Our goal is to help you on your journey to become more empathetic and ultimately become the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with your family, your friends, your network, anyone who you think is looking to become more empathetic. They can be a man, woman, it doesn't matter. The goal here is to help the world be more empathetic one step at a time. Now, we would also love your feedback. If you can, give us your feedback on the Apple iTunes. You can give us your comments as well as you can rate this podcast. That way we can get more viewers and more people thinking about how they can become more empathetic. Thank you again so much and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.